Welcome, I am Bree. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, the founder of Femme Fusion Fitness, and the author of Lady Bits, Understand Your Body, Elevate Your Health, and Reclaim Your Spark Naturally. My mission is to build community and awareness around women's wellness and pelvic health. I invite you to listen, laugh, learn about, and love all of the bits that make you whole. Let's go to the show. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another wonderful interview. And this one is wrapping up Endometriosis Awareness Month, which is the theme for every March. Now, as I say in this interview, endometriosis is not a condition that ends in March. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a condition that's year-round for women who are dealing with it. So if you or somebody you love is dealing with endometriosis, uh, please take a listen to this. And even if you don't have endo, I'd love for you to listen anyway. The information that my guest Nadja shares is so practical for and helpful for any woman who is still having a menstrual cycle. So one of the things that I want you to really listen for is when Nadja talks about the fact that we can use our cycles as women who have menstrual cycles, if you if you do still have one, we can use our cycles as our superpower. And women with endometriosis are absolutely a part of this too. So although it may not seem like a blessing to you know, have a menstrual cycle or certainly to have a condition like endometriosis, there are blessings that can be found in the amazing body that we have, the amazing cycles that we have, the amazing fluctuations of hormones that give us certain flavors in our personality and in our confidence and in our energy and in our brain power. There's these fluctuations that that happen and people with endometriosis have these fluctuations too and we can all harness these superpowers and use them for good and remember those positive times and draw upon them to actually invoke feelings of happiness, of calm, of confidence anytime throughout our cycle, whether or not we have an endo. And please check the show notes after you've had a chance to listen to this because I I do share a link to a video that I created on YouTube at the beginning of March that has exercises and stretches, a really lovely, gentle, nurturing routine for women with endo, but it's also great for anyone who just feels like taking a a little bit easy. Maybe it's a low energy day for some reason, or you're not feeling your best, but you know that movement would help you feel better. This routine will really, really help you. I'll put the link in the show notes and just enjoy this conversation with Nadja. All of the ways to get in touch with her are in the show notes as well. And she's just a really beautiful soul. So thank you again for being here, for uh, subscribing to my channel, for leaving me kind reviews. I love you. I hope this information serves you and uh, enjoy the conversation with Nadja. Okay. Hello, my friends. I am so excited to bring to you a friend and colleague who I've gotten to know over the last several years, Nadja. I don't know. I think it's been like three or four years, maybe. Yes. It's, it's been a long, it's been a long time and I've enjoyed this journey. I mean, I you, you're too. amazing. You're I have absolutely too. amazing. <laughs> Speak about you all the time. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm blushing right now, but I, I really appreciate it. We have a very similar approach to our, just our work with our patients, although we work very differently in different, you know, 
settings, um, both of us have a very integrative approach. And so I'm specifically bringing Nadja on today to speak about endometriosis. We're going to be wrapping up Endometriosis Awareness Month, which is the month of March every year. But the thing is that endometriosis is not just a March condition. Like it's happening all year for people. It doesn't end in March when Endometriosis Awareness Month is over. So I want to really, really keep bringing this information to folks for awareness of the condition and for tips and techniques and tools that can help if you happen to deal with it or if you know someone who does. So Naja, please, um, first of all, introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about the work that you do. And then I was also hoping that you could just share with us a little bit more about the basics of endometriosis, like the symptoms, the grading and staging, that kind of thing. First and foremost, thank you so much for having me on your show. I um, This is a huge honor. And I hope that this connection is able to help the masses as they manage their condition, mm-hmm. or if they know of anyone who is managing this condition. Um, my name is Dr. Naja Chikazunga Martin. I am a holistic physical therapist, but I'm a licensed physical therapist, and I'm also a women's health coach. And I integrate the two professions to help women walk a healthier life journey, especially women who are struggling with pelvic pain and are in need of support or want support or actually just want to live a healthier life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you do such a great job and you're so compassionate with um, the people that, you know, I see you on social media, you know, always asking questions when you are a little bit more active on your account there, you're always asking questions, always, you know, wanting to provide support. And I love that about you. So um, tell me a little bit about endometriosis, because I know you, you do love working with people who have pelvic pain and obviously endo is one of those things that can contribute to pain. So what are some basics about the condition, some symptoms that people might notice if they have it or think they have it? Tell us a little more about it. Endometriosis is tissue. It's um, similar to the kind of tissue uh, that lines the uterus uh, that grows outside of the uterus though. And uh, although the tissue is similar, it's not the same to endometrial tissue, which is a form of mucous membrane. Mm -hmm. During each menstrual period, uh, most of the blood and uterine lining are shed. They're shed and they exit the body through the uh, the uterus, excuse me, through the cervix Mm -hmm. and into the vagina. Mm -hmm. But the endometrial tissue does not. It doesn't exit the body. Yeah. And I think I want to hit that home with people. I mean, just the fact that this, this type of tissue that's supposed to be being shed each month is outside of the uterus, but it's still doing the same thing that that tissue that's inside the uterus is doing. Like it's changing each month. Right. But it can't. Yes. But it cannot leave the body. So if it's not leaving the body, where do you think it is? It's It's just. Mm-hmm. It, it grows the endometriosis implants. They, 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 they grow yeah. outside of the uterus, outside the uterine lining, um, the pelvic lining, uh, the fallopian tubes, the diaphragm, if, if I may, yeah. the lesser pelvis, uh, the pouch of Douglas, 
the uh, around the bladder, the ovaries, um, and then it can get to more more severe cases where they, you've got cysts that develop on the ovaries and inside the ovaries. Mm. Um, it can spread to the liver, to the pancreas. Most of this tissue is supposed to be exiting the body. Yeah. It, <laughs> Think about what's happening when it doesn't. So yeah. if it's not exiting the body, it's it's piling it's piling up inside yeah. the pelvic system mm-hmm. and causing a lot of inflammation and pain. Yeah. Yes, inf- a lot of inflammation, a lot of scarring and adhesions. And as a as a practitioner, when I'm working with my clients, if I am feeling endometrial endometriosis tissue implants, and you can feel them. If, if you're skilled, trained in visceral manipulation and that I do advocate for this because it's so helpful, mm-hmm. so powerful to support one's goal to reduce pain. Like mm-hmm. it can really help reduce the pain in addition to lifestyle medicine. Mm-hmm. Very important. But um, you can sometimes you can feel the tissue and what it's trying to say. I, sometimes I feel like it's telling me, I do want to leave. I don't want to be here. <laughs> mm. I you know, that's so fascinating. I wonder if you are feeling almost, you know, of course, like the physical tissues as a skilled practitioner, you can feel that, but energetically, you know, I wonder if you are feeling yes. the energetic sense of these tissues being like, this is not right. Like, I don't want to be here. I'm angry right now. You're angry. Brie, I'm angry. <laughs> Brie, you're absolutely right. Because it'll, t- it, there are times when it tells me, oh no, don't touch me. Mm-hmm. I am not, mm. and I, I respect the body. I respect, I respect what it says. So yeah. we move on. And there are times where the, the, um, the tissue will express itself in emotions and the person will have an emotional release. Yeah. When, and this, and this happens via, via health coaching or whether I'm, um, literally working with the, working one-on-one with the individual hands-on. Yeah. So it is, it is, it is a journey and it's one that, um, the body will lead you on, not that you can lead the body on. So that energy, the, and the desire to want to be whole again is there with the woman and her body. It's just being that support to get them to walk that same journey, um, peacefully in a more healthy manner. Yeah. And I think providing that compassion that it is, I feel like the emotional component of endometriosis is so big. And I know that it is seen as kind of a silent condition because from the outside, nobody knows there's an issue, but on the inside, there's all this going on and it can make the women feel so weary and fatigued and depressed in some cases. And so just having that compassion for yourself or for somebody in your family or your friends who is dealing with it is so important. Brie, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. You are absolutely right. Um, and it is a silent, um, it, actually, I wanna say it doesn't get asked as often. One's mental health is not always addressed. And as a health coach, that is something that um, I ad- address with my um, clients with the support of a, mental health care provider, mm-hmm. but we need, we need to really ask more questions mm-hmm. and listen better mm-hmm. because one should be able, we, we need to 
I like to be able to provide these women healthy strategies to manage the stress, to calm the system a little better. And ways to do this, even most times I start with food and rest Mm -hmm. because rest is so undervalued, but so needed. Mm -hmm. Um, Just giving them that extra 15 minutes to go to bed so that they're falling asleep between 10 and 1030 mm-hmm. so that their gallbladder that which via the traditional Chinese medicine clock mm-hmm. is an optimum mm-hmm. function mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is able to get rid of the excess hormones mm-hmm. because and endo is a estrogen dominant um, yeah. condition mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it so that said why not help the body get rid of it by giving it the rest it needs, closing the eyes and letting the systems go to work, right? Yeah, that's so good. I mean, overnight is when so much of that detoxification happens. Our liver Correct. goes to work, clean in house, all of that is yes. so good. So, I, and that's what I wanted to talk about today was specific tips and techniques. And it sounds like this is your first tip is get your sleep Ladies, and and what about, um, so is this something that you'd recommend making sleep a priority throughout the entire month, I would imagine, not just specifically in times when you're having a flare, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's through the month and it can be a, it, it can be a challenge at times because, you know, life does happen. Yeah. However, just um, implementing that practice daily of getting, uh, having a wind down routine mm-hmm. to calm yourself. And um, one of the tips I tell all of my clients is uh, let's reduce the screens, no screens after eight or eight 30. Mm-hmm. So you're um, reducing that blue light and your, your body is, re- is getting ready to rest. Your eyelids are ready, getting ready to, cl- to, cl- to close. Mm-hmm. Read a book, meditate, uh, a little, uh, some yoga, some deep breathing, just to support the nervous system and your brain. We don't look, we don't give our brain enough credit nor nourishment. And this is a great time for us to nourish our brain to help support our enteric nervous system, yeah. which is super important. So we, we, we allow the gallbladder to do its major job. We allow the liver to do its major job, getting rid of what not, what doesn't serve us. Mm-hmm. And it put that it aligns us for the lungs to just get great oxygen to the brain. Cause the brain is like, Oh, I got to get ready for the next day. Mm-hmm. And then the large intestine just in the morning gets rid of everything that just didn't serve us the day before. It is a beautiful system. The more we honor that and serve it, the better we feel. Yeah. Routines really do help endometriosis. And it's not just a routine week three or week four during the menstrual cycle. It is routine day one through day 30, day one through 31, day one through day 27, day one through 35. It's, it's constant. Yeah. And it's not just, as you said earlier, not just in the month of March, mm-hmm. it yeah. is every day. It's all year. And <laughs> it's all year. all year, ladies. It's, I mean, <laughs> if you're dealing with, and actually I, I, this is just a question off the cuff is endometrius is a, it, it is a chronic condition. It, it, it lasts. And yes. have you seen people, it's more of a condition where you're managing the symptoms rather than necessarily getting rid of it altogether, unless you go through a surgery, of course. And even then the surgery doesn't always get all the lesions. Am I stating that, stating that correctly? 
Yes, you are stating that correctly. It's how you manage the symptoms mm-hmm. which will determine the success. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I say, sorry, let me not say success. It'll manage. It'll manage. It'll help manage your health journey. Mm-hmm. So you, as you manage them, and you have that routine of getting in um, vegetables that serve your liver, mm-hmm. getting in getting in those healthy, clean proteins, getting in that healthy fat to support brain function mm-hmm. you're telling and removing processed foods from your uh, from your diet removing dairy removing soy products from your diet reading labels knowing no this is not going to serve me getting in those healing herbs such as oregano and thyme mm-hmm. and fennel mm. so important to the digestive system and the reproductive system so to optimize health of these systems because i like to tell my clients that the pelvic system is like a waltz right under the skin. And when you see, if, you, if you've ever seen a waltz, everybody's in tune and in beat and in step. And if some, one person is off, then the whole dance looks a mess. It's just a sham. <laughs> wow, I love that. I love that analogy. I've yeah. never thought of it as a waltz. That's good. It's a waltz. Yeah. It's a waltz. So let's get that waltz back. So you've got that one piece and the endo, which is like oil on the floor. So it's causing the, it's all causing these different organs and different systems to slip and slide and not do what they're supposed to do. And they know they, what, that they know how to do that. Let's start removing the oil from the floor. Yeah. Okay. By not feeding it. So let's not feed it processed foods. Let's not feed it dairy. Let's not feed it artificial sugars. Yeah. If you're going to snack, fine. Great. Have an apple. There's yeah. nothing wrong with an apple. If you're going to snack, enjoy that pineapple. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Start your day off with a grapefruit. Get mm-hmm. those bitters in ne- early. Mm-hmm. So there's add, and one of my favorite things I love to recommend is add a cup of veggies to your breakfast. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, yes. And I, the, the que- what I get after that mainly is, well, what, can, what type of vegetable can I add? Well, let's start with your favorites. What's your favorite? Well, like green beans. That's a great option. <laughs> That's a great option. Have some green beans. That you know, I can't tell you how many times I've had broccoli for breakfast because I love Excellent. I love broccoli and it's that's a really great one for your liver, too. Yes, it is. It's very high, it's very high in glutathione, and that's exactly what the liver needs because the liver does roughly 500 functions in the body. So if you're gonna start your day off and if you want to be a think clearer. If you want to be able to wind down be- better, if you want to be able to manage stress better, what what better way to start your day off with than with a, a vegetable? Yeah. And broccoli is one of my favorites. I had broccoli yesterday morning for breakfast. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> love it. I love <laughs> absolutely it. Absolutely love it. With my breakfast, I should say. Yeah, and I have two th- <laughs> well, three things that are coming to my mind. The first thing is that I think it's funny that I used to be this way too, but we think that breakfast food has to be a certain type of food and it's not, it's just food. No, it's not. It doesn't it's just have food. to be pancakes or cereal or toast. It can, it's just, no, food. it's food. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You can have anything for, you can have anything for breakfast. Anything. I, um, I, I have a lot of clients who really like sweet potatoes. Excellent choice. Yeah. Put in bread. 
grass-fed butter on it mm-hmm. because you need to get healthy fats and the healthy oils mm-hmm. to support brain function. So, and the beta carotene, the fiber in it, it's going to help you get rid of what did not serve you or what's not serving you. And it's, it has a natural sweetness to it to help support that that sweet craving, Mm -hmm. but not overwhelm it with open calorie processed stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're making my mouth water because I love some some sweet potato with with butter or coconut oil and then some cinnamon. Yes. Oh. Oh. Cinnamon is one of my favorite herbs, one of my favorite spices to Mm -hmm. recommend because it's so gut healing. It is so gut healing. I I always recommend my um, clients go out and buy some cinnamon bark at times when especially, and this is a great time to have it during, right after the ovulation cycle, going into the um, uh, luteal phase, Mm -hmm. have some cinnamon because that's when we start to worry, you know, during our menstrual cycle, we're worrying, we're we're second guessing ourselves. Mm -hmm. So at times we crave sugars or we're going for comfort foods. Yeah. Grab some cinnamon, eat some cinnamon bark, just chew on it Mm -hmm. because not only is it gut healing, but it also decreases the sugar craving. Yes. Oh man. Oh, I'm getting so excited because I tell you, so I have a moon chocolate recipe, which is a homemade chocolate that's healthy for you. And Mm -hmm. I actually use the flavor of cinnamon in the chocolate during, for the luteal phase. Excellent. Because of exactly what you said, that it helps decrease those sugar cravings and it's naturally sweet. So I use it for the luteal phase where I use a different flavoring for the uh, follicular phase. But yeah, you're speaking my language. I love this <laughs> food. It's great. <laughs> and I, but what I wanted to bring in here too was the fact that you, I think it's fantastic that we're talking about endometriosis today, which we think of, I mean, it's a pelvic health condition. It's a hormonal condition. It's in your pelvis. But what you're talking about is all the other stuff we're talking about. Yes. Talking about food. You have to look at that big picture, which is you do rather than just focusing on the exact lesions and the exact thing. We're we're looking at the entire picture. Absolutely. Because it is a holistic approach. One system cannot survive without the support of the other system and vice versa. They, they, they just don't exist Mm -hmm. because then we don't have bodies. We have that we don't have bodies. I, yeah. I don't, I have nothing to compare it to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have nothing to compare it to. Mm-hmm. So w- it's very important that we get our rest. It's very important that we address out how our body um, handles physiological stress mm-hmm. to, to recalibrate, mm-hmm. to recalibrate and be able to take on our days. So we live, a, we walk a healthier life journey. Yeah. I have a lot of clients who they have routines in place that they've created or they were able to follow that supported what they wanted to do, how they wanted to achieve their health vision where, okay, well, I know my cycle's coming up and they, they, they're tracking it. Mm-hmm. I'm getting in more of these foods. I'm decreasing these. I am getting more rest in and I'm not going to worry about this right now because this really isn't me. This is the third, this is the third week. This mm-hmm. is the fourth week. Yeah. So Yeah. And I have a lot of them who have a big presentation to take or, uh, or a test to take. Um, They do that in the follicular phase because estrogen is high there. That's our brain power women. So I don't want you to look at endometriosis as like the enemy utilize its strengths that it gives you. So in the, yes, yes. Yes. Utilize the strengths that it gives you. Like that was powerful. (laughs) Can you say that? Cause I I want to just say something actually really quick before you say that again. So gather that sentence, but 
endometriosis is not a death sentence. Like it is not, this is a chronic condition. You may have to deal with it and manage it, but it's not a death sentence. So say again, what you just said, that was so powerful. It's not endometriosis is not the enemy. It it actually hones, it actually gathers our power. And then the, in the follicular phase, because it is an estrogen dominant condition. So we have our best brain power women. Okay. During that time of our menstrual cycle. So if you have a presentation you put on, if you want to land this new job promotion, if you want to negotiate a a new salary or negotiate a home loan, or if you want to show them, show the world or show someone how powerful and how, how valuable you are, do it during the follicular follicular phase. Yeah. Yeah. Do it during the follicular phase with your estrogen. Use your, With estrogen. your estrogen, mm-hmm. use it, mm-hmm. use it, use it, use it because it is, that's, it's your ally at that time. Mm-hmm. And when you can hone in on those powers and then celebrate during the ovulation phase and relax because you've already accomplished what you want to accomplish. So that you have no worries in the luteal phase, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 And you've gotten rid of any angst mm-hmm. to get you into the your your phase right after that you're you're hemorrhaging exactly (laughs) exactly and so i mean every woman listening right now can use that what you just said any woman who's um cycling can use that method of looking at the sinking of your cycle and the rhythms of your cycle but what you're saying is that if you have endometriosis and it's an estrogen dominant condition you can use this just as much as anyone else can. And you can celebrate your extra superpower of, hey, maybe you got a little extra estrogen. <laughs> you know, just celebrate and say, I've got even more of this superpower. This- yes. What a great and reframe. It, yeah. it, 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 yes, use it because it's not the enemy. Yeah. It's not the enemy. You, you all, you, you're just trying to um, understand one another. Yeah. Because you both have needs. Mm-hmm. And I say you both, I'm talking about the, the systems and the, the, the head brain and the system brain. Yeah. It, once you're able to dialogue, the, the, the communication becomes more sound mm-hmm. and you feel better. Yeah. I mean, you want, you want, to, feel, you want to feel whole again. You, you, you feel better. And ladies, look, there may be times during this cycle where, oh gosh, uh, right before, a week before your, your menstrual period or, or even two days before mm-hmm. your period begins, you, you, you have some cramping. Well, you're aware of the cramping. Remember the strategies you used in the past mm-hmm. to help b- downtrain that the, the, the cramping mm-hmm. and put them into action. You yeah. already have a tool belt yeah. uh, filled with healthy strategies that have gotten you this far. Mm-hmm. It's not a sign for you to give up and say, no, this doesn't work. Say it does work. Mm-hmm. And this is how, this is what we're going to do this time because it worked in the past. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. I want to add this. This is one of my most favorite tips. I recommend that women buy pull-up underwear mm-hmm. and sleep in them. Mm-hmm. To d- because no one wants to worry about any mess or any any leakage or any having to change the bed because it it, it throws off your your day mm-hmm. and it make you don't get very healthy sleep mm-hmm. at night, twisting and turning and what have you. Mm-hmm. Don't twist and turn. Mm-hmm. Go to bed with ease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in, in a, in a, in an adult pull-up and they come in so many different sizes. Mm-hmm. My client, clients love that. And they say, where were you 10 years ago when I was having to throw away sheets and, yeah. <laughs> and such, well, I'm here now and I'm here to support you. 
Yeah, I love that. <laughs> if they support you. Well, and I'm curious because I actually am a big proponent of just rather than using tampons, partially because of the toxins that are in most mm-hmm. tampons, but I actually really think it's wonderful just to let things flow. And so I am a big proponent of wearing pads. And I know I know a lot of people use cups and that kind of things, but I actually love pads and reusable pads, things that you can wash and reuse like flannel pads. And there's different types that are out there. But, um, I would say I find that I actually feel more comfortable when I let everything flow out when I'm having my period. And I'm wondering if with endometriosis specifically, um, would feel the same just because there's already so much happening that if you insert a product, whether it's a cup or a tampon or something like that, when you are bleeding, if you insert something, isn't that just going to make things more uncomfortable? I mean, it does for me and I don't have endometriosis. It makes things more uncomfortable to insert something for me. I realize everyone is different, but I'm curious, have, do you have any thoughts on that, Nadja? Like, I do actually, because you remember during the menstrual cycle, the uterine lining and the blood shed, Mm -hmm. they go through the service and exit through the vagina. Mm -hmm. So it needs to exit. Let's not control the exit. The natural cycle is for it to flow on its own. Yeah. So to put a a tampon or a, a cup in um, with endo, it, you're right. It can make it uncomfortable because you've, you, you, Unless you had, unless you have the the excision surgery, mm-hmm. you have no specific idea to where the endometriosis implants are located. Mm-hmm. So as you put that t- tampon in, you may be decreasing the amount of space mm-hmm. that the cer- that the, the cervix has to to do, go through its normal motility, mm-hmm. and the organs need to go through their normal motility in order for the bloodshed and uterine lining to exit the body. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So if you're putting some space occupying thing into the, into the vagina to, you know, soak up the the menstrual blood, but then there's also the extra cells that are outside of the uterus that are also changes that are, you know, causing inflammation and irritation, just having that space occupying thing in the way might really create some extra discomfort. Yes. And I've got I have clients who can't even use, tam- who can't even use tampons. Yeah. Well, well, I think this has been amazing. I think we'll, we'll wrap it up because we've given <laughs> really great tips. I think there's been a lot as far as, you know, foods to eat, the importance of sleep. Um, I mean, we even talked about tampons and, <laughs> and cups and pads here. Um, we really <laughs> talked about so much, but really the main idea is supporting the whole person Yes, and, and using endometriosis or using, using our cycle for any woman, but using our cycle to create our own superpower. And if you have endometriosis, just knowing that you can also use your cycle as your superpower, even though you have an extra layer of, you know, things to, to think about on there. We're not trying to discount or shove this under the rug in any way. No, not at all. The, the pain that you do go through, but there are some aspects that you can like, look at it, look at it in a positive light. And that could elevate your mindset and make you just feel better about the whole journey. And that's going to help your pain, honestly. Absolutely. Because yeah. you're, you, as you implement these strategies, you're creating new healthy brain strategies yeah. to send the messages to the body that, hey, 
mm-hmm. we can do this. Mm-hmm. We've all, we've just, we've just experienced this victory. Yeah. Let's experience more implementing those strategies one step at a time. Yes. Yeah. Making these small behavior changes. You're, you're creating a positive path forward. Yeah. I love that. Ooh, so good. So much good stuff here. Where can people get in touch with you, Naja? How, how could they reach out to you if they had questions or wanted to speak with you further? Well, um, they can, they can certainly reach me on my website, youngwomenhealthyliving.com. And that's all one word, or they can, they can call me. (laughs) They can, they can call me. They can contact me there, or they can shoot me an email at Naja at youngwomenhealthyliving.com. Okay. And that's spelled N-A-J-A at youngwomenhealthyliving.com because I'm here to answer questions and to provide them that, that support. Yeah. That's great. And I'll put your information in the notes below. And I'll also put a link to a video that I put out at the beginning of Endometriosis Awareness Month on YouTube, which is a really lovely, uh, gentle exercises for endo. So it's got some stretches and some gentle strengthening for days when you know you want to move your body, but you don't want to do anything too crazy. Um, And I also bring in some of this compassion work that we've been talking about. That's excellent. Yeah, that's excellent because restorative movement, restorative movement is so, so, so important with endo. Mm -hmm. It is so, it's it's actually very important for anyone with or without endo, because we, sometimes we can be in such a rush. Yeah. We need to be able to to be able to bring it back, scale it back, but still be able to move, slide, glide, and cheer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. into ease. Yep. Motion is lotion. Yes, and, it and is. You got it. And I think that I think that what I keep hearing from you on repeat in this conversation is this idea of small steps forward, taking small steps, noticing those small wins, and continuing to use them, and realizing, hey, that worked. It can work again. And hey, maybe yes. I'm having a crappy day, but I can use that tool. And maybe it won't work awesome, but I still I still have that tool, and it's still there for me. And maybe it'll work okay. And maybe it'll work even better next time. Like just keep moving forward. Keep moving. Yes. Forward. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So good. Yes, absolutely. Oh, oh, thank you so much for your time. <laughs> oh, this has been such an honor. Appreciate you, Nadja. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, Bree. Thank you so much for listening. And if this podcast was helpful for you today, please share it with a friend. Tell them, you know, what you learned and how it's going to be helpful and amazing for them to talk about this stuff. Don't forget to subscribe and also check the show notes for all the links you need, including how to follow me on Instagram and YouTube. And until next time, remember, you don't have to be an expert, but every woman should know a bit. We'll see you next time.